Welcome to the Center for the Performing Arts at Penn State. I'm Communications Director Laura Sullivan, and you're in tune with previews. Violinist David Harrington is the founder and artistic director of the San Francisco-based Kronos Quartet, the ensemble famous for commissioning and performing more than 600 new compositions since 1973, brings an evening-length work called Awakening to Penn State. Previews editor John Mark Raffis speaks with Harrington about Awakening, which was inspired by the events of September 11, 2001. The work, which Harrington says is about redemption, features music from a dozen countries. Looking back, you first performed this on the fifth anniversary of of September 11th. Why um, why look back and and what were you um, looking to accomplish with the piece? San Francisco Performances, which is a uh, uh, a presenting organization here in San Francisco, had asked Kronos to play uh, a concert in um, Herbst Theater here in San Francisco, and I noticed that the date of the concert was going to be September 11th. And so when I was kind of thinking about that concert and what Kronos might do and what would feel right in that place on that date, I realized that there was something we needed to do. And it's not, it was not a really a matter of looking back. If anything, it was a matter of looking forward, really. And I, I thought that we should try to mark that occasion and that date in a musical way and, and think about things. And... You know, after the invasion, the American invasion of Iraq, uh, I began kind of assembling some music that I thought might be a counterbalance in some very, very small way, but a counterbalance nevertheless to the, just what was going on. And uh, so, you know, I found music from, that felt right for Kronos to play from Iraq and from Iran and places where you don't normally think of the world of the string quartet as, as inhabiting. And so, uh, you know, over a period of several years, there began to be this kind of body of work that we were performing. And as I was imagining the performance on September 11, 2006, I just began to, to think of maybe a way of taking the listener through a few different things. Really, that, that's how Awakening began to take shape. And in all, the um, the piece features music from a dozen countries, everywhere from Turkey and Afghanistan to to Argentina and Sweden. As you mentioned, some of the works were, were actually composed with an eye towards some relation to 9-11, and others have no particular connection other than you, you chose to include them in the piece. You're also going to be performing with a local children's choir, the Nitty Valley Children's Choir, which is an interesting idea. I guess everywhere that you perform the piece, you, you have a guest um, children's choir from that area? Well, that's true. And, you know, in thinking of... And, and that's where the idea of thinking kind of into the future 
came into awakening because you know when when you really think about it it's the uh the children who are going to be most affected by what happens um right now and what happened in 2001 and then later what happened in 2003 with the the war and so the, the idea of of including the voices of of children is something that that felt really special for us and and of course there's no sound like it in the universe <laughs> when you you know you get uh 20 30 40 50 kids singing together and the sound is so beautiful i mean it always is there's a song that we uh, recorded many years ago it was back in the 80s actually a song by Alice Solomon from Finland called Winter Was Hard and we recorded that um, with the San Francisco Girls Chorus I think back in 1988 or something and um, that song just seemed like it would be perfect for this occasion you know, I haven't mentioned yet the piece that was uh, written especially for that concert and for Awakening, and, and that's a piece by Michael Gordon. Michael and his family live about two blocks from uh, where the World Trade Center was. And as a matter of fact, he was walking his kids to school that morning. And over the several years after uh, September 11, 2001, one of the teachers at his kids' school recorded some of uh, the students and their observations and reflections on what happened that day. And I heard about these recordings, and then eventually I heard them. I realized that, that what I wanted was for these voices and these thoughts of the youngest members of our society um, and, and who were really witnesses to what happened that day. I wanted these voices to be in the repertoire of Kronos. It just seemed essential to me, and uh, so Michael made this piece called The Sad Park. And these voices make brief appearances, and then through various forms of, of sonic treatment, the voices kind of uh, slow down and become almost something else, and at certain points the, the voices sound like air raid sirens or, or emergency vehicles or something like that. It's, it's it's really pretty unbelievable. The title Awakening comes from a work by um, a composer that you've had a lot of collaborations with from Uzbekistan. Why don't you tell me a little bit about him and, and what you were thinking when you came up with the title? Well, Dmitry Yanovsky is a composer that Kronos uh, started working with in, in the 80s. He's an, an amazing composer. I think it was in, oh, I don't know, around 1990. Two, he, he wrote a piece for us called Awakening. And I believe it was the first time ever that the sound of the Islamic call to prayer actually entered into the concert hall, or into the Western concert hall, as far as I know. And it was in this piece called Awakening. This just seemed like it needed to be a part of this music and, and this kind of essence really needed to be a part of our awakening. 
one of the reviews I read of the piece, um, I think, put it well that the reviewer had the sense that with the music from the 12 countries, it reminded him of that brief period after 9-11 when, um, and I think many of us remember this vividly, when the world seemed to truly come together and, and there was a, a great deal of support for, you know, what had happened to, you know, Americans and and then, of course, uh, the events that unfolded after that seemed to uh, pretty quickly deteriorate that that sense of oneness. Do you, do you do you ever have that feeling that awakening kind of evokes that spirit of togetherness that that came in the immediate wake of the attacks? Well, I think that's a very good uh, description of of what I was attempting, anyway, mm-hmm. in terms of um, the planning that went into the to awakening. Um, there are those brief magical moments in life that continually radiate a form of hope and optimism, no matter what has happened to any of us personally or what has happened to our society or anything. There, there are moments, and, and I, I think it's, you know, the, the longer I live, the more I realize that those special moments are the ones that, uh, that can grow uh, new roots, and I just feel as as a musician that that those moments are the are the ones that I need to tap into the most. I know that, for example, uh, Terry Riley did that as well when he wrote Sun Rings for Kronos, and and we're including the final movement of Sun Rings, called One Earth, One People, One Love, in Awakening, and it's uh, it, it's truly a magical. A piece of music where you you feel like the cello is kind of like the earth mother singing to all of us <laughs> it, it's it's really uh, to me uh, it just reaches the uh, you know into some of the deepest uh, places that music can go and that's the one that includes the voice of Alice Walker the author right Yes, that's right. She, Alice she, Walker, who wrote The Color Purple, among many other uh, wonderful novels and short stories. That's right. And and um, uh, Terry heard her on September 12, 2001, on KPFA in Berkeley, chanting, One Earth, One People, One Love. And with her permission, um, that chant was included in, in uh, this music. In some ways, Awakening is really a reflection of what Kronos Quartet has been about for more than three decades. Um, it, it is certainly quite well known that um, you as the founder and, and spiritual force um, behind the, the quartet seem to have no boundaries. You, you uh, are very inclusive about your choice of music and have commissioned um, a rather unbelievable number of new works. I believe it's more than 600 now. I think I read somewhere that if, if you do the math, that means that Kronos has premiered a new work, something like on average about every three weeks for the last 30-some years. Um, where, do, where does all that musical curiosity come from? I'm uh, uh, delighted to be able to um, be a musician and to be able to be in Kronos and to have this um, increasingly amazing network of talented and wonderfully inventive people that kind of surround Kronos. I mean, we almost have this cocoon of creativity. (laughs) 
I mean, I, I can't even imagine life in any other way. I, I mean, there's nothing else I've ever experienced that would be half as interesting as what I get to do every day. And so uh, for me, um, it, it's not work, even though I feel we, uh, you know, we do work hard and we, you know, we're, we're constantly uh, exploring and um, challenging ourselves and, and uh, trying to play better every day that we possibly can. And, and um uh, take our our music in new directions and and uh, try to discover you know what concerts can be what musical experiences might be in the future and create things that we find useful for ourselves and hopefully our families and and others. Tickets are on sale for Kronos Quartet's performance of Awakening, November tenth, two thousand nine, at Eisenhower Auditorium. Order online at www.cpa.psu.edu or by phone at 1-800-ARTS-TIX. For the Center for the Performing Arts, I'm Laura Sullivan.